Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back, not only to the Brick City Blockade podcast here, but also we're back talking far, far away here, of course, from the podcast itself. It has been a long, long time since we have last spoke. So many things have happened since then, but listen, 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 it is not a podcast. It is not an episode of talking far, far away. Unless I'm talking to my friend, Mr. Scott Inch, of course. My friend, Scott, how are you this evening? And uh, listen, uh, your backdrop is so much better. So much better than <laughs> it was when we first were back on in October. And now back here on this episode, you added some things to your collection. Well, I'd move back to <laughs> put it that way. To put it that way. Uh, yes, uh, it's a better collection. It is. All I had was DVDs at the back of it. Now you have a proper. Think of like John Campier when he's like doing his show. He's got props behind him. I have props behind me. I know. I love it when John does that. Like he's just like, hey, look at what I have going on behind me. The one thing I want to start doing now is that I know my background is blurred here. Maybe people on the audio, you can't see it, of course. There's no such thing as as uh, a, 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 not like smell-o-vision, but something like that where you can sense it. But everything is blurry behind me. I just want to get like a notepad that goes behind me that says clever statements or expletives or something on it so that when you're watching, you just get completely distracted by what's going on behind me. Um, with Scott, you don't have that. You just have a shit ton of Funko Pops, which is pretty cool. That and Hot Toys. Hot toys, hot toys. Anyway, moving on, moving forward. Uh, listen, it's been a hot minute. A lot of our listeners were always asking, where's Scott? We're talking far, far away. Well, guess what? There's been so much going on, uh, in particular with the Star Wars universe. And, uh, you know, one of our favorite series just wrapped up, Scott. Clone Wars, Dave Filoni, Season 7, the finale. Now, I want to get your full-on season review for season seven here for clone wars because we haven't had really the chance to talk about it in this format even though we've done so outside of it but for you how did this series hit for you i mean knowing that filoni came back to do this thing that lucasfilm gave him the 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 golden key essentially to open that door and to let him finish up the story that he wanted to finish up uh, back in the day. So how about, how was it for you this entire season? And even if you want to get into it, the finale itself. I enjoyed this season. I this The Soka arc was fine. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like there had been three episodes instead of, yeah. you know, the four. I wish it would be the final arc of the, the, of the series as a five-parter because right. I would love to have seen like Ahsoka like at and Rex after the ship crashed to see mm, like, right. but you can't get that in you know in the, the Ahsoka novel um, but yeah I, I overall enjoyed that the Bad Batch was I thought was a good one um, looking back on it, you never really got a lot of Anakin and Obi Wan. True, true point. Uh, you 
didn't really get a lot of Padme. You only had one scene with Padme the whole entire... That's a good point. Um, the whole entire thing, but again, we all know what happened, huh? Um, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um, but yeah, overall, it was it was really good. I mean, it's, it's two years in the making to get this finale. Yeah. Uh, when it was announced, and it's um, a 12-year wait to get a finale. First, it was in 2012-13. Yeah. Uh, when the show was cancelled, and then the last put the last 13 episodes on season six on Netflix. Yeah. Which wasn't released over here, but I found ways of getting it. Oh, uh, come on. And then to get the final arc when Disney Plus wasn't over here yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to get the first seven episodes. <laughs> By other means. Other means, shall we say. Yeah, which yeah. is quite annoying, but you know, I when Disney Plus aired over here. It was not a problem. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, um, obviously I saw the finale before you. <laughs> it's just crazy, man. The way that that worked out, you know, being May the 4th, you guys usually, usually are early to the game anyway when it comes to the films, when it comes to a lot of that stuff. So it's no different this time around at all. At all. Yeah. I mean, I got to, like, I well, remember. something called time zones, which I Time zone. Well, I saw a clip of the finale online. And I thought they're spoiling this. Right. I texted you, and I was yeah, like, "Yeah, that's right. We talked about it." Yeah, and then I looked online. People said, "Oh, it's out in Australia. It's out in Australia." And my thinking was, "Well, why are you releasing this in Australia, even though it was the fourth over there?" But why? Are you re- I thought you would release it after midnight when it was the West Coast, Los Angeles time. Right. And then that means that. It would be what ten o'clock in Australia at night or eight o'clock. Yeah, yeah, eleven hours in front of us. So about twelve o'clock over your time, eight o'clock in the morning, yeah. my time, and then seven o'clock p.m. over there. Yeah, would have been prime time release. It would have been prime time, and I just didn't understand. Mm. Mm. So they were dropping it at midnight around time zones, and then right. the spoilers just got released, and I think. I can see why, but then they mucked that up, I felt. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I watched it. Like, I had to refresh Disney Plus constantly and it popped oh, up yeah. at like half past 12 on Monday morning. So yeah, just yeah. do it after midnight from Sunday to Monday. I watched it and I was like, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> That's your exact I, reaction to it. <laughs> spoiler. Um, I loved it. I loved the music. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember watching this entire... Like, as I said, the other two arcs were fine, but it was this arc that I think everybody was waiting for, Seas of, Man- Seas of Mandalore, which everybody knew about, which was described in the Soka novel. I went back and looked at that part of the Soka novel. It's yeah. a bit different from what was written. Is it interesting? The, yeah. Because she had blue lightsabers, but in that she had light green lightsabers. Right, right. And the dialogue doesn't match up. So fascinating. Um, and yet, Dave Loney said something about the Soka novel. It's like we couldn't follow you. Don't. <laughs> 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 anyway, 
Wow. But yeah, like I just felt this entire arc was so tense. Yeah. I mean, you like we're all guessing. Oh, when will Order sixty six happen? Will it be episode two? Will it be episode three? Funny enough, Order sixty six happens episode three. During episode three. <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy to think about. Which is crazy yeah. to think about, of course. But, um, yeah, I I agree with you, man. I think the one thing about this season that really surprised me, and, you know, did I care for the sisters arc in particular with Ahsoka, the way that we were thrown into Clone Wars and had that backstory told? I think that that is our moment in this series where they said hold on a second we still have to play to the younger crowd we still have to teach the basics of trust your gut trust those around you trust those that you consider friends to a certain extent but always trust your gut and your family at the end Mm -hmm. those real values that are that that we teach to kids as teachers um and that we teach to um you know a lot of our listeners are parents that they teach on to their kids um, as well, those are the, those are the life values that George really brought through with the original trilogy, and the things he wanted to push forward, and what Dave wanted to accomplish with that alone. So what he did was he said basically, "All right, so let's do that. Those three episodes. Let's introduce Ahsoka, a character that many young people are very accustomed to, of course, through Rebels, um, and and us, of course, who have been watching Clone Wars for many years. Let's do that, and then let's move into the core of." what this season is going to be about. Then we can move into the stories that unite all of us who remember all the classic Clone Wars arcs. And I think the one thing that stood out to me, in particular with the finale, and I'm glad you shared a... a, I'll I'll just say you shared a link with me. And I was able to go in and listen once again um, to some music in particular um, that was surrounding, uh, in particular, with the Clone Wars... Um, and, and it, it was interesting because when you listen to the music of the finale, the, that final episode, we first of all start off with the death of Padme mm-hmm. and, and, that, and that music. So you know that we're going through the transition out of Order 66 into the moment when Anakin dies, Vader is born, and Luke and Leia come into the world. Which is, you put that into perspective in the Star Wars universe. It it is mind-blowing in so many different ways that we end this finale with the the birth of Luke and Leia, which I, I, to be honest with you, I thought we were going to get Order 66 and that's it. I really did because the end of Revenge of the Sith is so important cinematically that I didn't see that happening necessarily. But I don't know, man. I think the other thing too is... um, Seeing Vader at the end of this. Oh, yes. Yeah. Vader was so important to it. Well, when you look at Vader, um, he did say anything. You didn't didn't have to. Um, And you just see how he was broken. He he was played. He was totally played. I mean, he, he lost everything. He lost his apprentice. He lost his wife, he was tricked into the dark side he was tricked to the dark side, it doesn't matter which way you look at it, he was yeah. he was coerced into the dark side um, um, it was just like, and you can see the, the yellow eyes through the red lens that's oh, no. just like scary. Um, and animation too, that is live action type stuff that Filoni was able to accomplish there 
you, know, you never even saw it in Rebels until the Soka broke his uh, helmet. But the the Vader in Clone Wars is a lot better looking than the one in Rebels. Right. Um, it just. But I always feel when you're doing Vader on his animation, I always find it a wee, I, I find it awkward. I don't know if that's just me, but doing Vader animation kind of looks a bit. Ooh. Right. It, it it the Rebels Vader. I think this is what you're trying to allude to, is the Ralph McQuarrie concept for Vader being used in Rebels in particular. They were trying to just go somewhere, like, do a design. It's like, make them very room in front there. Right. Where where people, audio, it's like, kind of... It's elongated, yeah. Yeah. When when you actually look at the helmet, it's not like that. It's not like that at all. But they were just, I mean, but again... His helmet was destroyed. He got a new helmet, so... I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's um, two ways to play that. There is. I mean, if you read, like, all the comics as well, Vader's damn armor has been damaged several times. <laughs> so many times. Like, this is a guy who's had that armor destroyed and completely ramsacked and everything over the years, so there's not yeah. really any difference. So he's... The helmet's been destroyed or damaged and he's gone back and got it fixed. It's like, do you realise how much money we're spending on you? (laughs) It's true. Like, basically, basically, Vader, by the time Return of the Jedi comes around, his armour at that point is like a 1992 Toyota Camry. That's just seen a winter after winter after winter and the undercarriage is like gone at that point. That's literally yeah. so 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 when you see him picking up Palpatine and throwing him off the side of the Death Star, that armor's not gonna be holding up a lot a lot at all at that point. No. All the fixes no. it had to go through. But it's yeah. I mean he's just Yeah, it was just the music, the scene, everything. Ball reminiscent of the Rogue One scene with Vader. Everything this arc was just perfect. And I watched it the first three again before I watched episode four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on Sunday night I watched the first three and then about an a half an hour later episode four popped up. Yeah. So I just wanted to refresh and sure. as Harlow I've seen Christian Harlow's review of it and he says like if you just Yeah, treat this like a movie because you're going to watch episode 4, you might find a wee bit. Like, not like Rebels, where the finale was, like, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of action, but this just made it, like, don't it, it's not much, it's action-oriented, but it's not, like, the first three episodes. This is more like private closure, but, yeah, just seeing them bury all the, all the soldiers, you know? Yeah. And drop her a lightsaber, and uh, she's walked off. But you know what happens to her in the Ahsoka novel. You know she does end up where she where she is in Rebels. <laughs> now, it's just like, well, where do you go now? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It, it, it's it's fascinating with the character of character in particular of Ahsoka because and, and you know we've talked about Clone Wars here, but Scott, I want to also talk to you about you know we have Mandalorian season two coming up right around the corner mm-hmm. here this fall. Um, we have a lot going on in terms of are we going to see Rosario Dawson? Are we not going to see Rosario Dawson come in and play Ahsoka? I'm not going to play the speculation game much longer with it because after watching the docu series 
on Disney Plus about the Mandalorian and seeing Taikiti and um, um, you know uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and John and Dave together. Um, you know, I I am so more excited to see Din's backstory. I want to know more about him. And the biggest question is is more around Moff Gideon. That you know. Where did he get the freaking Darksaber? Because Bo-Katan was the last one to have had it. She was the last one. That's it. I mean, I've got a friend who just watched the first season of Mandalorian, and I said to him, come back to me. <laughs> I've said this to everybody, like those that don't watch Rebels or Clone Wars, yeah. and they're bringing, and then I say, come back to me once you've watched the finale. I will send you a link. Watch it. <laughs> right, right. Uh, because I sent them the the clip from Rebels when what's the guy Mandalorian and Rebels called again? Oh, he, Tar Vizsla. Not, not, I know it's Tar Vizsla, but who's talking about it? What's his name again? Tell, oh. talk, yeah. Yes, I know who you're talking about. Yes, his name will always be for the moment. But um, but he's telling Kanan. The story of Tars Vizsla oh, and how... Was it the Bendu that was talking to him about it? No, 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 no. It wasn't no? Bendu. It was on the ghost, so the Bendu would not be on the ghost. It's too big. Mm. You crush that ship. Um, <laughs> but no, when, there's a scene where... I can't remember the character's name, but he was a Mandalorian. who's telling Kanan about the, the, the Darksaber. Yeah. I showed that to my friend, and then I, he was like... But, I was like, well, I mentioned Bo-Katan. Again, if you're going to... Wa- Again, this is where Dave Lowy's involved. If you're going to watch stuff, and Dave Lowy's got to play stuff in like that, yeah, you're going to have to do a bit of a digger. Yeah. You and I are different, and anybody else that's listening who's watched Clone Wars, who's watched Rebels, um, when Dave Lowy's involved, you kind of need to... you got to do your homework. you got to do your homework. And it's... Kind of a Sam Whippersuit, you gotta do your homework. Yeah, it's true. You, you know, like, I'm not gonna get into the whole Last Jedi stuff again, but there was no homework done there. Yeah, I agree. I agree uh, with it what was just, said it was that. Just, uh, it was just the whole, um, what do you call it? Oh, well, I've watched the movies, but I haven't watched, I haven't read, you know, yeah. again, I could bring up like hold on how she's completely different to what she is in the way I quit. Oh, yes, completely. Completely. Yeah, it does, she was a bit loopy in that, and suddenly she's like a strong voice. It just doesn't, and the character just didn't make sense. Right, right. And I love Laura Dern. I absolutely love Laura Dern. Well, and she the, was brought up in like, an interview, like back at that yeah. time. And when last year I came out and she was mentioned that she didn't know about it. It's crazy to think that. Yeah. It's just like You gotta do your homework, but this is where like the canon only seems to affect the books, the comics, TV shows, not the movies. And it's and like when the force healing with like I'm going off topic, but the force healing um to Ben it's like, but you never saw that in the prequels. No. It's you interesting. And, and like, I write, I like Rise of Skywalker, but you're like, what? don't call that being in the prequels or or a new But I can't remember it being in anything else. It has been in other legend stuff. But, right, right. But 
you know, this is new canon, so you can't, you're praying that over, but like, well, nobody or not Jedi, unless they do it in, like, High Republic or something. And then, therefore, explain it from that point on. Yeah. You get, but you I, gotta have that. You gotta have that to be able to make it have make sense. Yeah, but how do we learn it? Right, right. Then you're getting into, now we gotta answer that question. Now we yeah. gotta... Yeah, I know it's a spiraling circle at that point about like how do we tell these stories? How do we connect the tissue here? And how do we make these characters like what they do actually have meaning to them? Um that's a whole other whole, whole other podcast on its own just about creating meaning with characters through canon. I mean, it's just there's so much depth to that in particular. So, I mean, and I think the other thing too, Scott, with the Mandalorian and watching the docu series, the uh, sit down, basically, which I love, by the way, because oh, they all sat around the table and basically podcasted, which was yeah. so cool. I so enjoyed cool that. See. And uh, but what, was there anything in that docu series for you that really stood out? Uh, Dave Filoni. Dave did, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean. I was. I said this to you, but I worship at the all of Dave Filoni. I know. Uh, we do. I mean, I've been pretty lucky to be in the same room as him and hear him speak um, at Star Wars Celebration um, when he did the Rebels panel, um, and he likes to give nuggets. And mm-hmm. he, I mean, among the Star Wars, the hardcore Star Wars fans, he is revered because he is. He sticks his storytelling, how he connects everything. You know, he he's just someone that like we wish would take over. Right. You know. Right. To be in charge of the story group. Um, he 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 would have been the best person to write all three scripts, or to be write the the template for the sequel trilogy. Right. Right, yeah, but he was doing Rebels at the time as well, so he didn't. Have, but again, he would have been the perfect person to do that. I feel he would have connected it more. He would have, he would have done this. He would have done that. Um, but Dave Filoni, how he says that he's he's not a director. He's even said that he's not. Yeah. He's an animation director, not a live action director, and he says that being around like Taika Waititi and Deborah Chow and John Favreau. Yeah, Taika too. Yeah, and. The learning from these guys and how to be a director and I was watching John Campier when he was talking about that and he said that he that shows him how to become a great director by right. saying I don't know how to do this but I want to learn you you hear that rarely rarely yeah. from any creative mind and I'm yeah. going to be honest I'm going to be honest with you about that too and I think the one thing that I liked from Taika Waititi in terms of now knowing that he's going to be taking on a Star Wars film, co-producing, co-writing with some great female writers as well, I think the one thing he really stood out to me alongside Dave Filoni, because I think whatever project he's associated with, you know Dave is going to be behind the scenes with him, helping him with the story side of things. And he's and Dave is going to learn from Taika. I mean, this is the guy who wrote Thor Ragnarok, for God's sakes. One of my favorite Thor films of all time, in particular, and it, it's it's just going to be so fascinating to see how he plays that out, what he does with the film in particular, and what is Dave's role going to be in that with whatever story that he tells. I just feel well. He, I think with like Taika, he will have Dave Floyd there to to help to kind of go 
well, I can ask him questions about Star Wars. Right. Um, you've got Pablo as well, but I think Dave's the one that everybody goes to now. Yeah. That's me uh, thinking that. I mean, I always say, well, like I when I've recommended Comorse to people watch it, uh, watch Rebels, and I go, but I know, like, I'll just watch Mandalorian, but you know who done those? Is one of the guys who works on Mandalorian, who's <laughs> right, one of the creators. Right. He worked, he did Comorse, he did Rebels. Yeah. You know, so it's you, part of the process. Yeah, you're you're willing to watch the live action, but you're not willing to watch the animated series. Feels the same, man. It feels yeah. the same. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you will get how you feel about those TV series is how you'll feel about um, Clone Wars and Rebels. Yeah, just because it's animation is it's a bit kid friendly. Sure. So what the movies are the. Yeah. Mandalorian is you to know, some extent yeah to a certain, from a certain point of view <laughs> uh, but you know so come on just you know there's some <laughs> good stories <laughs> like, the Mortis arc the Darth Maul arc the the Soka being framed for Bob Bowman arc you know yeah. the Fies finding out about Order 66 you know there's some great arcs in there Um. So I, I always feel like if, you, if so I'm like, watch it because this guy's been involved in it and he knows how to do Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like, take it right here. I think I mentioned to you and I mentioned to the guys in the collecting group, it's like, so does that mean the Ryan Johnston movie's not going ahead? Does that mean mm. the Game of Thrones guys are not doing it because they're off to do something else? Does this mean that everything that was announced before, yeah, uh, but John Campion made a joke. But it'll be about two weeks' time before he, he says he's no longer doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the question is, well, what's happening? Uh, I I make a prediction that those movies are no longer going ahead. I agree. I, I think agree. the like the Ryan Johnson trilogy not happening. Yeah. And they give it those guys. If they're off to do something, you know fine well they're not to Star Wars. Yeah. No, that's just how it is. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I think they found their crew with the Mandalorian here. I think the Mandalorian has been a, a, a testing ground for Rick, for Deborah, for uh, Taika, for, you know, I'm, I'm going to even say even Bryce Dallas Howard as well, knowing her dad's background. I mean, that story that she said of George sitting there in Japan basically with Ron and Ron was there when George had all these questions about, well, I'm trying to find out how to utilize this character. How can I span it back to Eastern religion and, and, and the, the seventh samurai kind of focus and things like that alone, knowing that she was there, even though she was young, but has grown up with that is like, Whoa, hold on. Now you're talking like John Favreau territory. Now you're talking people who have been part of the star Wars family for so long. I don't know how you can move away from that and choose somebody like the Game of Thrones guys or choose somebody like Ryan Johnson at this point when these individuals have now come onto a docu-series and have now said Star Wars has been an intricate part of my life, not only as a creative mind, but physically has been a part of my life because somebody that's closest to me or experiences that I have was involved in it in some sort of way possible. That's yeah. family, and that's what Star Wars is about, and that's the direction they got to head with this stuff. 
Well, Deborah Chow, I feel very confident that she's going to. Oh, she's. Mad. The Obi Wan, the Obi Wan series is just going to be, is in good hands. Um, I think Ryan Johnston, is because he's so divisive right now. Uh, last year, I wasn't what people, as much as critics love it, you can tell the audience just hates it. Right, right. Um, I mean, I, I watched it recently, and again, can't abide that out because it just makes no sense to have that there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the the rebels like the resistance leaving mm-hmm. it, the whole movie other the 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 Luke Ray and Kylo Snoke bits I like I like about I like them how where Luke disappeared to like how Luke was mm, Suffered debate, but you know, I just felt you're not really pushing the story forward. No, um, right, right. Just, there's a lot of things in that movie. I'm just like, well, why did you do this? It just, it, yeah, I, I just hope they don't like where well, maybe don't do two movies or straight after each other. Sure, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, jump ahead a couple of years or a year or so. Like, last Rise of Skywalker, it was a year later. Yeah, Finn was the exact same as he was at start of Force Awakens. That didn't help. No, um, you know, it's know. just it's interesting because uh, this is something I've thought about a lot, Scott, in terms of the movies in particular. Um, I think they've hit the 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 gold rush essentially with Disney Plus here. I think they've hit gold. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that there is any means as of right now, as of right now. For them to move away from this format in particular and to worry about a film being the number one priority at this time. Um, I, I think a film is definitely going to be necessary to fill the pockets and to be able to fund a lot of things. But I don't think that you know a film every single year is going to be a smart format for them in my mind. Because there's so much playing room to have a two-year gap in between films, to have a three-year gap between films, and fill the format. That's just my perspective on it from a marketing perspective. I disagree with you on that because you can say the same for a Marvel movie. You can say the same for a DC movie. Okay. You know, like, oh, but, you know, there's three Marvel movies out, yeah? And they all do really well. Mm -hmm. Um, They're all different. Sure. Uh, again, the problem sure. that Solo had was it, nobody knew it was coming. Okay. So the market never started till February. That's true. I complained about and that. Maybe it was, <laughs> was out in May. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, that's, they blew it. Um, and I enjoyed Solo. Mm-hmm. But the problem was, as I said, nobody knew this movie was coming. They put it out in May. To coincide with 40th anniversary. No way, 40th anniversary of Star Wars was. When was the 40th anniversary? 1977. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it was in Florida. They didn't market it there, they marketed last year. Right? Um, there was no, like, there was nothing for Solo to be at to get marketed. So, no Comic Con. No Star Wars celebration. Right. Um, 
when it's a Marvel movie, always Marvel. They market their movie when the other one's still coming out. Mm. Like, when was Ant Man? That was 20. I'm trying. The first one. It was 2015, but they were marketing it when it came out. So, it seems so by them. 2014, did they start marketing then? 2015, yeah, around about Christmas time. And it's the same with the. Spider Man Far From Home, the market in December, and they were still marketing for Infinity uh, for uh, Endgame. Right, right. So it's a fine line at that point, right? Yeah, it's just like huh. they would invest to release Soul at Christmas and then did the whole year. Well, I, so I thought that this whole thing about, oh, um, the movie, you know, doesn't every year, because for the first three years, they all made, well, Force of Wicked made over two billion. Rogue One made over a billion. Last year I made over a billion. I, I disagree with that. Like, it has to be every two years. I totally disagree with that. You can still do a movie each year. Interesting. Huh. That is the first time I've heard that kind of perspective from you. So I think that that's really interesting. And I think, I think we've learned a lot since Last Jedi in particular about all this about the way that we should be spacing out things, the way that we should be putting out films and shows and whatever else. And I can understand where you're coming from on that. I do. I I really respect that because um, I I think that, you know, in the end, in the end, um, Disney will always do, and Lord knows they need as much help on the uh, stock side of things right now. Uh, They need to start, you know, really perpetuating the markets for themselves um, in terms of money flow. Um, so if they are to do something, um, I could totally see your format having to take shape, especially now that we, we've gone through a pandemic in particular. Um, it's hit the markets hard. It's hit Disney hard, their shareholders. Um, and they're going to start asking. They're going to start saying, okay, what do you got? What do you got every single year for us to be able to you know, keep our stocks yeah. rolling here? So I, yeah, I see I mean, that from that perspective. Does I have a funny feeling next year is going to be a tough time because there'll be no movies. <laughs> yeah, no right. movies. Well, wait, can't lie. There will be movies like Fast and Furious and all that are going to be out. But a lot of movies from, that were meant to get made for next year, you'll find mm-hmm. they'll be 2022 when they'll come out. That's that. Um, but yeah, um, I, I'm still sticking with like, the, the movie. What's he going to do? Don't know, but it's time to move away from. Empire time. Uh, yeah. I said it before, go Old Republic. If, yeah. if, they're, doing, if they're doing High Republic um, for the books and that, and that's where they're wanting to head with the books, um, do High Republic. What was it 500 years or 100 years before? 100 years, yeah, before the events yeah. of Phantom Menace. Yeah, so st- let's start moving in a different direction. I want to see, I want risk. I don't want to know, well, that character survives, that character survives. Like, that was the one thing with Clone Wars. You knew the finale, you knew that Rex and the Soka were going to survive because of Rebels. So the stakes weren't really there, and Darth Maul. So you knew the stakes weren't there, weren't really there. Right. Um, you just wanted to know, well, how did they manage to survive? But I, I would like to go into a like when you looked at hasn't like last year I you do like with the sequel trilogy you knew that the stakes were high because that person could be killed off that person could be killed right off. and that's it well that's, yeah which kind of happened anyway um 
but with with the um, with the force of it, with the going back to a time when the Jedi were about and there was a Sith still out there, there was two out there still, so yeah, you know, so it's fascinating. Is it's interesting territory, man. I never thought we would say it. I've been saying it all weekend in particular, and then, of course, into the beginning of this week. I never thought back in 2012 that we would be living as Star Wars fans in this time period with all of these questions. I mean, we thought with the wrapping up of the Skywalker saga in terms of the rise of Skywalker, and I've said it multiple times now, I mean, the the Clone Wars, the finale is truly the wrap-up to the Skywalker saga in so many different ways. That that was it. That was it for all of us um, yeah. when it comes to that. So, um, you know, I never thought that I would be saying that <laughs> after 2012. Um, I never thought that we'd be in the moment where we have shows like The Mandalorian. We have great directors, directors coming in who have worked on uh, multiple different projects. And again, I think Taika is one of the ones I'm super excited about. I recently saw Jojo Rabbit, and that, and that film is hilarious. That film is serious, has some very interesting tones, is a little bit of satire, a little bit of history. Um, but there's something very different about that film that I think, number one, deserved the awards that it did get. And uh, number two, allows Taika to be the kind of director that he wants to be in this galaxy far, far away. And we saw that with his episode. I mean, Death Watch coming into that episode alone was just like that that Din was picked up by Death Watch and was taught the ways of the Mandalorian by them. That's Dave Filoni working with Taika on an episode. So if that's any, any bearing on how we're going to see his films... Um, and I think it's going to end up being films with him. Um, it, it will be very fascinating to see how that plays out going forward. But it's a very cool time. Very cool time. Not just in Star Wars, but just in fandom alone with everything that we got going on right now. I totally agree. <laughs> it's a beautiful way to put a big bow on it. Send it off via Amazon. Hopefully they send you the right thing and you open it up and you take it out and you're like... Oh my goodness, I can't believe I spent so much money on this. This podcast with Scott and Robin. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. Just a teeny bit. bit. But hey, we haven't done this in a while. It's the end of the show, which means it's a little thing at the end of a show here at the Brick City Blockade that we like to call... Plug time. That's right, it is plug time here from talking far far away mr scott inch where can the good people find you across the sosh mead that you can find me somewhere you can also find me somewhere (laughs) as i have done plug time way too much in these last few podcast episodes so we're gonna leave it right there you can find me on twitter (laughs) (laughs) one more time for the good fans out there you can find me on Twitter as Scottish85, where I will be retweeting nonsense about stupid Tory politicians. But anyway, that's my. I like it. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> the political, the political tone is always welcome, especially uh, much like Padme. You know what she said in that moment. You know, this is where democracy dies. 
uh, now. But that's a that's a whole other discussion for another time. And our listeners know that very well, knowing both of our polit- political perspectives in particular. But you guys can follow me over on Twitter at Mr. Road Tweets, Brick City Blockade at Brick City SWPC. Give us a like over on Facebook. Check out our T Public. Make sure to also head on over to Patreon to support the network. Your monthly uh, contributions help keep the network running, keep the network rolling. Uh, we want to say thank you to all those people out there for everything that they And of course, oh, Starlight Children's Foundation, uh, your donations. We uh, raised over $75 uh, over the weekend. So we're super excited about uh, you know all those great things that you were able to do in the process um, of helping out the podcast and, of course, helping out our friends at Starlight Children's Foundation. So as Scott Inch just completely acts like a buffoon on the other side. Uh, <laughs> but most most appropriate way of doing it. Scott, we'll be talking soon again, my friend. We will be. <laughs> yes, we will be. And as we always say here at the podcast, and it's not an episode until we do so, hey, the fourth, be with you. Always. Throw that to Panjic Club.